Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk. Lots of you getting in touch about the lies that you tell your children or the lies that you were told as well. Linda in Meath says, Our mum used to always tell us that if we ever swallowed apple seeds, an apple tree would grow inside you. This texter says, When my 11-year-old brother was in college and went away for the summer, he told me he was going on an exercise camp with the Bulgarian army. I told everybody in my class in school. Elaine and Mayo says, My kids are now in their 30s, but when they were little, I used to pretend to put a coin in the slot rights, which you sit on. They're often found outside supermarkets. And I'd say, oh, what a shame, it's broken. But you can sit on it for a while. They were happy out. So was I. I saved lots of two euro coins as well. That's brilliant, Elaine. Keep them coming in to us. Brendan Kelly, though, psychiatrist, is on the line today. Brendan, is it okay to lie to your children or should you always tell the truth? Some lies are fine. You know, there are white lies and then there are real lies. So we often tell white lies to children and to other adults. We lie in around 20% of our everyday interactions. There's some kind of a lie in there. So, you know, pro-social lies, they're called. There are things, you know, lies like saying someone looks great when maybe they don't, saying (laughs) thank you for the gift. You know, thank you very much for this gift, which I love, even when you don't. And maybe even laughing at a joke that wasn't funny because of some social commitment to get on with this person. So all of these things can actually increase trust and improve relationships. So is it just that we don't want to make other people feel uncomfortable or we don't want to feel uncomfortable ourselves? Is that why we lie? Yeah, we don't want to feel uncomfortable ourselves and neither do we want other people to feel uncomfortable. So we try and paper over the cracks, the small things, you know, saying that you didn't see a text message when you did and you ignored it, telling someone you'll call them later sometimes can be a way to avoid an awkward situation. The key thing is that the white lies, they're told to protect other people or to increase trust or avoid awkwardness. They're not really told to benefit. They're not self-serving. They're more to do with sustaining a relationship. well, what about the little the little white lies that we tell kids? The the white lies that we were told as children. I I mentioned the story earlier about my mum and when I was looking for you know earrings for my Holy Communion and I was told I couldn't I shouldn't get them because the the, the ear the, you know the, the piercing would grow with my ear as I got older and I'd end up with a hole in the top of my ear. Like you know, this kind of stuff. Like, why? Why is it okay to tell children that? Well, I mean, some of this is fine because it's in the context of a much bigger relationship that is positive and filled with trust. Like, for example, it was many years before I before I twigged that I had been told that when an ice cream van is playing music, it means it's run out of ice cream, <laughs> and, it, and they're playing the music instead. Uh, but it took me many years to realise this was not the case. Um, but no, you see, these small white lies. They are told to try and keep relationships going, to try and keep families functioning and so forth. And what's far more important is the overall atmosphere of love and trust within which these exchanges take place. And so we do tell a lot of lies just just to keep those relationships ticking over. And that can be perfectly fine. I imagine, though, just for for parents, you know, young kids and they're whinging about something or complaining about something and looking for something. And, you know, but it's usually, isn't it, around like people talking about getting sweets and, you know, waiting for dinner time and stories like this. Is it is it just that it kind of just draws a line in the sand, doesn't it, in the conversation? 
Well, well, it does. And if these are small lies like this, they're, you know, they're, they're part of these relationships. They're not, it's not like deception uh, or self-serving manipulation of another person. It is, it is to keep the relationship going, to keep the family unit operating. And very often there are bigger issues, you know, like trust and love and so forth, that make the fact of these small white lies quite inconsequential. Context matters above all else in these things and keeping the relationship strong. Uh, Dennis has got in touch to say, my two young grandsons told me they didn't like carrots. So I laughed and said that they weren't carrots. They were actually orange sweet corn. Um, the The story goes on to say, yeah, they continued to eat them. They absolutely loved them. But many years later, the, their older sister, sorry, my older sisters told me if I didn't eat all of their bowls of coddle, they'd send me to live with my grandmum. I was absolutely terrified of the woman. So I ate the entire dish every time. Where do you draw the line, though, on the lice? Yeah, so there is a grey area there, isn't there? I mean, some lies are clearly inconsequential and they clearly don't really matter um, and, and that's fine. But some of the bigger lies that cause particularly children to feel fear. anxious, to feel afraid, to feel fear, they, the, the, the negatives probably outweigh the positives for some of those. And certainly this idea of telling a child that they might be sent away is a very, very powerful thing because children don't really know the parameters of the world and what can and cannot happen. So it is important to keep the lies small and it is important that they're clearly for the benefit of both people rather than simply for the benefit of one person. And ultimately, we should default to honesty because if we tell lots and lots of little lies, the research is very clear that we can move on to bigger transgressions and bigger dishonesties. So it's important to keep empathy and compassion at the heart of any small lies that we might tell. Texter is asking today, Brendan, do parents lie more nowadays because they feel they can't say no anymore? Oh, that's a very, very Isn't hard it? one. Over, yeah. Overall, there's no evidence that we lie more or less than we ever have. Lying doesn't seem to change over the generations. It's like we've a certain amount of lying hardwired into us. It seems we have always told around 11 fairly serious lies per week and that we tell small lies in 20% of, as I say, 20%, 20% of daily interaction. 20%, you know, is a, I'm, I'm pretty surprised at that stat. It's a lot well, higher than we, I would have thought. Well, when you consider that telling someone you're delighted to see them, telling them that they're looking very well, laughing at a joke that wasn't funny, thanking them for a gift that you didn't want, or pretending to have seen a text message, when these are all small lies, I think 20% is a fairly low estimate of the amount of... Think about the course of the two hours of this show, Brendan. (laughs) The amount of lies then, according to that stat, we've talked about... I think you've established this show as a, as, as a beacon of authenticity, integrity <laughs> and honesty. So and now you're lying. Like. That's your 20%. Your 20%, Brendan. The only thing I, I just wanted to ask you, though, like, does it affect people in later life? Because when I told the story about the earrings, um, I, I meant, did mention this morning or earlier today that I, I was too embarrassed to tell people what age I was when I did eventually go to get them pierced. Like, there is that moment in later life when you realise those things you were told were lies by your parents. Like, you just feel like a complete just Yes, you might you might do that. But on the other hand, most adults will go on to do the exact same thing to their own children. So whatever kind of um, sort of realisation you had or emotions you had when you discovered that wasn't true, most adults will do the exact same with their children and tell some of these small white lies as well. These appear to be part of what it means to be human. But the advice is to be sure to keep the white lies 
um, you know, small, to be sure that they're motivated by care and empathy and really wanting trust to be built and keeping relationships strong rather than self-serving. But look, it appears we will all do this with our children in due course. (laughs) Finally, there's a listener who says um, our dog was sent to live with an old lady on a farm to keep her company. I was actually in my 20s when I realised this wasn't true, says this texter. I'd say there's a lot of people out there today that were told um, their dog went off to live in a farm out the country somewhere as well. Yes, they were. And, you know, in a, that needs to be part of a bigger process of, you know, well, teaching children things it's a different about story. the world. And we children need to learn about that in stages and sometimes they're not ready. So, you know, stories like that can serve a purpose or little white lies like that can serve a purpose, but they do need, need to be part of a careful graded process of teaching children some of the hard things about life. It's all too much to take in in one go. Yeah, finally, John has got in touch today to say, when my brother and I were kids, my dad used to tell us to go to sleep or else Mary behind the wallpaper would scratch her eyes out. We slept for years with our hands over our eyes. We're now 60 and my brother still can't sleep. What the lights on, says this texter. Oh, it's 7-1400-106 is the WhatsApp number. Um, Brendan Kelly, psychiatrist. Brendan, thanks a million for joining us here on the show today. A little earlier, we were asking you to get in touch um, with the places, the most bizarre place that you ever spotted somebody wearing a Gad jersey. Texter says, I was in Tunisia years ago, went out for a camel ride in the desert. and There was a lad up with a camel with a Gad jersey on him. Another listener says, I remember watching a bloke with the World Cup final in Qatar last year wearing a Dublin jersey because it did manage to look like the Argentinian one. Lunchtime Live with Andrea Gilligan. Weekdays at midday. Brought to you by Active Iron on News Talk.